Hey kids, this is Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die. And Kevin and I use Zencaster. You think you're better than us, that you're using something else? You're wrong. Zencaster's the place to be. Who are you to deny it? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code DIEHARD and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time for you to share your story. Only a fool will give up a chance for a 30% discount. Hey there, classmates. Tune in to Middle Class Film Class every Monday and Wednesday for weekly movie news, streaming picks, and one deep dive review. The Batman trailer. There was a teaser. There was a trailer. Trailer one, trailer two. Final trailer? I don't know if it's the same one. How many trailers do we need exactly? Leave an email or a voicemail to join in the discussion. Bullshit artist! Uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy! All That's right. awesome. You're going full Danzig. Right, I am. My, my trans game has no power over me. <laughs> <laughs> An evening of darkness becomes an eternity of terror and suspense as a killer stalks the streets of a city in search of unsuspecting victims to quench his never-ending thirst for blood. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. Ciao. This week, we're discussing the Giallo classic, Four Flies on Grey Velvet, directed by Dario Argento, starring some people, vaguely. Some folks some that Americans. are important to their parents. They're important to their friends, you know. That's true. That situation. Some, some Italian people are in there as well. Who's to say? Each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist. Aaron, how are you doing? Dude, it's been a busy week. I went to see Monoskin, which was freaking amazing. Aaron was on the floor. She was like 15 feet away. Uh Did you fly person- solo? I had to fly solo. I sold my ticket. It sold. It like posted and sold immediately. I'm like, shit, I should have charged more for that. Right. I took it as a loss. It was amazing. But then I usually I have my usual, now how do I get home? Where do I wander in the darkest part of LA to pick up right. an Uber? But made it home safe and sound. But it was it was incredible. It was oh, incredible. Good. I'm I'm total fangirling them, so we talked about how I have no idea who this band is or anything what about. The f- well, don't worry, because now I'm going to go on TikTok and send you like literally 10,000 videos from the L.A. concert, which is all over my TikTok feed. Not necessary. No. And, and they're babies. They're like 22, 23, and 24. They're like little babies. So they're like, almost I, to be I, your children. I, I'm clearly a sexual predator now yes. that I am going to this concert. I'm glad it's fantastic. you did it at least. It's fantastic. And they're all into like, at one point I looked in front of me, I was like, oh, there's the bass player. They they like go through the crowds. They're crowd surfing. It, what it was, kind of music is it? I don't even it's know rock that. and roll. They won the VMA for best rock group. Oh, okay. Why is it called Maniskin? means moonlight and some Norwegian bullshit i know it Are sounds they... like it it sounds no they're from rome they're italian and i don't know but it looks dirty fair enough That's all it, it sounds like some penis slang every time i look at it i'm like is this some like streets of rome wiener slang i don't know it must be it must be 
Speaking so of- I'm exhausted of that. I'm just exhausted. I, I felt great when I went to bed. I woke up. I was partially paralyzed for just bouncing around for two hours. And then last night I saw Evil Dead the musical. A oh, must-see. It was hysterical. It was hysterical hijinks. They take elements from all three movies. This is my boomstick. It was great. It was great. It's all just, it's just nods to the fan. At one point, one of the zombies is reading like Bruce Campbell's autobiography. It's just, it's just nonsense. And I went with two people who have never seen any of the Evil Dead movies. So hopefully they enjoyed it. And there was a splatter zone. Because right. at one point, blood, after every scene, they have to dim the lights and mop all the blood up. <laughs> and so the first four rows are the splatter zone. So literally, at one point, stuff is just spraying. Blood is just spraying into the audience. It was very funny. I have, I've read two, excuse me, I have two of Bruce Campbell's books. <laughs> I was going to order the third one. I think I put it on like my birthday list or whatever. But the third, <laughs> the book was called like Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. And I think that <laughs> was bothered by that. So <laughs> I did not get that book to say the least. I have Hail to the Chin uh, over here that I'm going to crack into a little bit. How later. much is going on in his life that, that there's three books about him? I think I one mean, is I, a I think Truman had one. Churchill, I mean, it was one, but it was gigantic. But Bruce Harper Campbell's Lee. got three. Only one. Only Absolutely. one. Bruce Campbell, right. three. J.D. Salinger. <laughs> one. Good times. Um, <laughs> let's, let's jump right in. Give us your 30-second synopsis of Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Well, as with all the giallo, somebody dies, someone investigates, the end may or may not make sense. Correct. I, I get the four fly reference. I don't remember seeing any gray velvet. Well, okay. So they used a special science on one of the victims where they can look at the retina and there's like an image that's, I don't know if this is true or not. This sounds like a bunch of okay, This is not, tr- this is like an old theory. So back right. in the old days, like Jack, they, were, they would cut out the eyes because that was it was like retina. imprint yeah right this this shine, is bullshit shine light through the retina and the last thing that the victim saw is revealed and evidently they saw what looked like four flies on a, on a gray background essentially is what what it looked like and it was later revealed spoiler alert in, in ridiculous fashion that the murderer where some kind of pendant heretofore never discussed or revealed that looks like it's got like a weird little fly in it for some reason. And when I believe it has a fly, which again, never heretofore never discussed. And it swings when she attacks, it was swinging back and forth. So it looked like, you know, four. like if you froze time, I guess four times, it looked like it was four flies. And I guess she was wearing a gray turtleneck. I don't know what the story is. Something All like I can that. tell you is if you're going to be a serial killer, it's important to wear a statement necklace. And a long dangly thing that the victim can <laughs> grab at. That's very important. And why, uh, is, is this popular in Rome in 1973 that you got to have like a, a weird fly necklace? I got to tell you, Italy's about the fashion. So maybe. Or as they say in Italiano. So should I get you a fly necklace and a Dude, great motherfucker, If you see that, you will buy it for me for the Christmas gift exchange. Absolutely. Oh, by the <laughs> way, speaking of fashion, we talked about this briefly. I have for a long time, probably since I saw the Omega Man, I'd wanted my own safari jacket. Okay. And there was one I saw on Amazon that I thought looked kind of cool. It didn't look too safari-ish, I thought. I thought it looked kind of like, you know, it kind of uh, suggested safari without being too bizarre. Belt Um, or Sansa belt? No, Sansa belt. No belt. Because the belt I thought was a bridge too far in in my (laughs) mind. So I 1962 Sean Connery, perhaps. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. I, I don't want to look like Michael Caine in Zulu. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? 
Well, Are you sure? Bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so there was one that I saw on Amazon that I liked, and it was all out. Of, it was out of stock, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. And eventually, just spontaneously, I kind of popped in there earlier this week, and it was available in my size. I'm like, I'm getting this thirty five dollars. You know, a bargain at twice the price. So I order it. It arrives the next day. I am thrilled. Thrilled. I pop it in the dryer, get the, the wrinkles out. I'm yeah. putting it on. I'm like, ooh la la. Becky comes home and is like horrified. What she's like, what, what is this? What are you doing? And I guess it's kind of it was like a, a, a khaki, but in her eyes, and in a lot of people's eyes, it just looked white. Like I was wearing like a lab coat or something. Wandering around with weird big pockets what? and things like that. Yes. I didn't see it. I Don't it you let these bar. people put get your wife. Get her right here now. Don't you let these people kill your fashion dreams. So her folks, her uh, mom and Craig came later that night. Wait, wait, wait. The whole family was involved to discuss your jacket? They they came by later to drop <laughs> off something. And they're like, Kevin, why don't you put on the jacket and mollet for them to get their opinion? Similar opinion. When would you wear that? I don't want people to make fun of you. Kind of the this attitude. Late, so I'm like slowly. What my kind of a family dying. is this? Just bully, bully, bully. Well, then my son comes down, oh, and I'm Jesus like, Christ. "Look at this! Isn't this great?" He just looked at it and he's just like, "What the hell is this?" Again, I just don't know when you would wear this, Dad. When when would you wear this? And I'm like, first of all, if I want a light, earth tone jacket. It's perfect for that. Like Obama. You want a light tan uh, suit, brother. Right. It's a kind of it's kind of a canvas. You know what I mean? I can just throw it on a little something. Or if I go on safari, I'm covered. Covered. Nobody, these these please landed on deaf ears. So back in the box it went. They broke bye-bye. your dreams. I'm sad. My dreams I'm, gonna ruined. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell mom. Becky says she will shop with me. And help me choose something more appropriate. So I guess that's something. Clearly, I don't f***ing listen to anybody. Heather rolls her eyes at my shit all the time. And I'm like, f*** off. You clearly are insane. Because when I was at Ikea, (laughs) I just picked this up. And I have been dying to get this, but it was always sold out. So now I officially have the Ikea hat. Not sure where I'll be wearing that. But perhaps with a safari jacket. Perhaps. Now, for people who are just listening, if you go to Ikea, they have these blue kind of plasticky bags that you can walk around in and fill crap up with. Aaron has found the matching hat, the matching bucket hat, if you will. Bucket uh, hat. To go with that. So it's good for any occasion. It's good. good. I'm going to wear it for Christmas, perhaps. Perfect. Perhaps. Sweet Jesus. Did you give us your 30 second synopsis? I don't even remember. Yeah, you know, it's basically you got a rich man who's married, uh, but he's shit's not hap- rich. She's rich. She's shit's, his wife's rich. Shit's happening. Stalkers are appearing. People are dying. The the maids disappeared, and it's who's doing it? Is it her sister? Who's stalking them? The wife leaves. Basically, it boils down to like an Agatha Christie situation. Who's f***ing around with him? Is it the girl who waits? They give you a red herring who waits like a spider, her sister. Or is it her who seems a little off? So for sure, I thought it was the sister that, you know, he's Italian. So, of course, he just had an affair the minute his wife is gone Instantly. for more than five minutes. Hand, hand on the boob immediately. But, I mean, it was a bit of a come on when your brother-in-law is sitting naked in a bathtub and you decide you need to come into the bathroom and talk to him and uh, wash his back. She said, you need did. a good bath right now and puts him in the bath. It was her idea. <laughs> And then he just started grabbing at her. 
Good lord. Uh, as far as I know, none of my sisters have gone in and tucked Rob, my brother-in-law, into a bathtub and given him a, a nice a, a massage on his back. You know, we right. could ask my sister Tara. See, I mean, maybe that's what they're all down with. It is wrong. But it's my recollection that that has never happened. And it seems like after a couple glasses of wine, someone would confess that. Yes. Yes. So... Uh, we. Go ahead. Yeah. So he's being hunted. Uh, Grand reveal. Bad Italian science. Uh, it's pretty much who I thought it was. The end. And I, I think I'm safe in saying that neither of us had seen this before. Correct? N- never heard of it. I've maybe I saw it. it. No, maybe I heard. I know it's a trio. That's why I started watching the, the bird with the glass plumage, which was Crystal. supposed to... The the crystal plumage, which is so ridiculous, it's supposed to be some bird from uh, from Russia. Yes. But then when you see it, it's like some fucking African bird with the, that has this plumage right here. Neither crystal nor from Russia. Um, but he has a lot of these movies that are like trilogies. But I think I may have right. seen some shots of this when I was at this Argento exhibition in uh, Torino. Well, we, we're going on a podcast later this month to discuss this movie and Cat and Nine Tales, both of which Dario Argento Giallo classics from Italy that neither of, of uh, that we had seen before. So this is all this is all an interesting walk in a new direction, to say and the least. I like this. I like Cat and Nine Tales better. I did too. Uh But again, not as violent as I would remember. There were some classic uh, Argento scenes at the end, but uh, Argento needs to be more violent. I'm sure over time you kind of run out of ways to kill people. I think the ultimate, because he's still pumping these out, I think his final film should be where they incorporate all these unique and bizarre ways of killing people into a single film. Till it just maybe he can do a collab with Tarantino. Can you imagine that? Like that would be beautiful. Kind of thing. But but it has to. But there has to be a story, not just faces of death, where it's just a, a clip reel. I want to see a story wrapped around. Like the girl who falls into the room full of barbed wire from Suspiria. I want someone to dance to death like Suspiria the reimagining. (laughs) I want all these bits and pieces swirled together because that would be great. The head that gets run over by the car until it pops, you know. <laughs> yes, we should let's let's just jump right into the highlights because, as we say, as with all these Giallo films, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. The main character, the killers after them, and we don't know why. But this movie, uh, you know, I haven't seen all of Dario Argento's work, but this movie seemed to have bizarre red herrings that went absolutely nowhere. Like, like the the weird crippled guy across the street who's constantly getting Swedish porn mailed to the wrong address. <laughs> he keeps showing him staggering into his apartment. He doesn't even have any lines. Like Italian Celine Dion's looking out her window, going, "What the heck? What's happening over here?" She's not really part of the plot either, right? It's just nosy neighbors, which is a hundred percent Italian. I mean, right. you walk around the street. What are people doing? They're hanging out their window, seeing what's up. That's what they do. That's what they do. So that, because I kept wondering, I think we were supposed to think at one point that the the crazy (laughs) crippled porn addict across the street was somehow involved in the murders. But we know that couldn't be because his hands were twisted in a cloth. (laughs) That's just from too much much self-pleasure. Too much sweet porn. (laughs) That'll do it every time. Absolutely. I wrote down all kinds of just weird nonsense that I that I saw. I have first of all, there's someone in the movie. Uh, one of the actresses' name is Mimsy, which is what a name. You, yes, Mimsy Farmer is one of the actresses. What a name! I got. I, we got to bring that back. Uh, at the opening titles, there's just a beating chicken heart because yes. that didn't even look like it was a, a human heart. But there's yes. just like a beating heart. No call all back. at the beginning. No connection no to the rest of the story. All right. I mean, if, if that kept reappearing, like every time somebody was getting freaky, 
then you had to guess whose heart it was. That would have been an idea, but that yep. was not an idea that they did. They they did a shot from inside a guitar looking out. I thought that was yep. kind of fun. Just just for F's sake. Well, he was supposed to be a, a fairly famous drummer. Is that what it was? Like he was, like people he was, knew him. He's in something. some kind of band and he was pretty. He was pretty. Although not Italian. No, well, he's I mean, American. Shocking. He's American. He had that uh, kind of late sixties, early seventies longish hair is what he was going for. He there, looks like he could hair. have been in like Sweet or something from back in the day. If, it <laughs> yes. if you know, you know. Um good looking guy, but not a guitar player. And it wasn't his guitar that we were getting a POV from. Right. He was a drummer. For God's sake. It was rando. And yes. I did see I did write this down. In the town square, there was a kid on a hippity hop bouncing across. I, did I was see like that bouncing <laughs> on the ball, <laughs> and I it was never coordinated enough to get that thing to go. I would well, hop, and it would I would fall on my face because the thing stayed behind me. I mean, for like twenty <laughs> years, this was called you know fun for children. It's like it was a big ball with like with a handles. Handle. And sometimes it'd have like a head or something, like a horse's head might yes. be sticking out of it. Right. And you would just bounce along. <laughs> just bounce and bounce. And that was fun for hours, evidently. Until so. it ran out of air and then your parents didn't want to go take it to the gas station to fill it up. Or uh, it had a leak. And then what do you do? You put it in the bathtub and try to find where the air is. No, you throw it in the trash. It's hopeless. It's hopeless. Maybe next Very Christmas upsetting. you can get another one. We have to, so the dude, the drummer, he's leaving rehearsal and he sees some crazy dude wearing like a trench coat and a fedora. And I guess we're supposed to think, because he kind of says, oh, this guy's been following me lately. So he chases the guy through like an abandoned <laughs> theater or something. And... The guy pulls a switchblade, and in the tussle, the guy stabs himself, is what we're supposed to think, while a crazy... And, and, right, and as any good citizen would do, you just bounce. Like, oh, f let's go. Right. I'm out. He was, he was attacked, so he, he thinks he stabbed this dude, the guy falls in the orchestra pit. The we, the audience, see a crazy person with a baby doll face appear in the balcony and start taking pictures. And, and 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 I did write down that you see the pictures where they're extreme close up. Yes. Not with that camera, not that far away. Oh, late on What's the story. No telephoto no, lens. You would back in the old days, you wouldn't need one of these much longer lenses. This oh. would have been your picture is smaller than your eye, and he's all the way across at the end of the theater in the balcony. And then yep. you see the pictures, it's all these extreme close close ups from the photo mat. So well, is is that it? Is that one hour, one hour photo? You pick it up and there's just depicting a murder scene? Well, the good thing is, smash cut, you see the murder or the person taking the picture, I guess, uh, developing the photos while still wearing the crazy baby doll mask alone. So that's that's commitment to the... That's commitment. <laughs> right? I love it, it when is. they do that stuff where it's like, in reality, this would not happen. But we're doing it so the audience doesn't find out the the mystery just yet. So, exactly, because they they took their camera, they they got on on the the tram, they went home in, in there. It looks like one of those Devo. Devo has this thing with like this crazy boy mask. Right. So well, it was, the, it was, Mark Mothersby was on the tram going home, went into his apartment with all his old lady neighbors hanging out the window watching him. And you're right, committed because it's all part of the process. <laughs> I, uh, I, I then spend the rest of my life wearing the mask. Yes, uh, that's commitment. That is that's commitment. commitment. Well, it's, it's like I, I thought the mask was reminiscent of uh, Happy Death Day. Because remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Killer war crazy, <laughs> which which allegedly was the mascot of the school football team or something, which yeah. is also a bizarre choice. But that's neither here nor there. Um, there's a there's a scene which I think was meant to be kind of funny, where a delivery man 
man shows up wearing a similar outfit to the guy who he thought he stabbed. And the the drummer sets upon him and almost beats him half to death. Yes, the poor mailman is constantly being assaulted and and beaten. But it's like they show him later and the mailman's like, ah, like that's I think that was meant to be kind of I mean, rightfully so. Was that meant to be kind of comic relief? Every other time, because it didn't seem very funny when he was getting his, his head fractured by <laughs> maybe by not the, the first drug. time. Well, yes. that's what you get when you go around smelling people's mail. So that's true. Did Don't you did it. you pick did you see that where he's getting the mail and he's like smelling it? <sighs> maybe that's I was like, Italian what thing. the what the hell? It's not an Italian thing. And then I wrote down the mail says uh it's addressed to it just says city. It doesn't have a name of the town. I was trying to figure out, like, if you're mailing something from the same town, do you just write city? But anyway, the mail, it, it had a street, and then it just said Chita, which is city. <laughs> now, so, what was the story? He's got a weird old bearded guy who lives down by the river <laughs> that he goes and visits him, who's evidently very God. smart. God. God. for Godfrey. Uh, and in Italian, it's an entirely different name. Like, it's like, his name's like Dio, but Diomedes or something. And like, like they have to change it for the Italian audience, which makes No, sense. Dio is God. Think no, I understand. In, in the English <laughs> dub, it's God, Godfrey. In right. Italian, it's Dio, Diomedes or something. Um, so he, he's got a weird bearded guy lives down by the river that he visits and gets advice from. But there's also like a crazy scamp that lives down there in a in a hammock or something who's like I'll help out too. So it's like and honest, honestly I, I at first I was like are these like you know you always have your like the Sean Wheelers like maybe these were your high Sean school Wheeler. <laughs> no, no never say poor Sean Wheeler. Okay. He gets what he gets. He gets but he is, gets. is this like someone you grew like went to high school with but you're still in contact with but obviously they stayed on the shadier side of town, but here's the deal: these are people who are clearly much older than him. So, yes. what's their connection? This is the, the the freaks that used to buy you liquor when you were underage. What is their connection? How do they know each other? No explanation. No explanation. But it clearly, like bearded Godfrey is like kind of a learned educated like he's got like worldly knowledge to share he's given advice on here's what you should do and and we'll have freaky joe in the hammock he'll he'll spend his days you know he'll be your bodyguard during the day how's that grab you it's there's there's never any backstory given we're just supposed to accept it so good times so dig this. They offer uh, Freaky Joe. God tells Freaky Joe that they're gonna. You have to pay him, and he'll watch your house. So yes. I went on, and, and I forget what they said. It was gonna be uh, a certain amount of lira. A thousand. It was a thousand lira. So right. I went on online. I said, "What's the conversion rate in 1972 lira to dollars?" Um. So it's 583 lira to one US dollar. So he was going to be getting less than $2 a day to watch the house. Well, and nice. let me tell you, kids, even in 1972, that ain't shit. We had low overhead. You just live in the forest in a hammock. It's I mean, true. What else, you, what else you need? God bless the internet. Where else can I find out what the the conversion rate in 1972? God is? bless. Well, I mean, you could also Google how much was to like a dollar seventy five worth in 1972, if you were so inclined. So no, I'm not. No, not so much. I'll leave that to you. Later in the movie, he hires a private detective who is who is gay. Like they they really hammer the point that this is the the gay dick, if you will, is on the case. Who brags about how he's had like over eighty cases and has never solved any of them. 
She's then like, I'm gonna my pay street you will double. end soon. That'll be amazing. It's like, okay, that's how He comes in, he's like painting, he's doing the home repair because he has nothing else to do. Right. Absolutely. And he had a he had a hellacious comb over as well. There's a lot of these hellacious <laughs> comb overs in early 70s Italian cinema where the hair is totally thin, but they're still kind of scraping it and twisting it around <laughs> a little bit. It's, yeah. Gluing it down, waxing it down. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Come on. Who are you fooling? Very upsetting. But he's, evidently, he's a good enough uh, a detective that he kind of figures out who the murderer is, but he does that old Italian giallo move where he's on the phone and says, I know who the killer is. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Let's meet in some bizarre dark alley in about three hours. (laughs) I can't ever tell you on the phone. Can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, my God. So the maid of the wealthy wife and the rock star husband figures out, so like she's going to figure out what the story is because the rock star is being blackmailed by the killer for, well, we don't know if she's a killer yet. Not for for money. It's it's right. just like he's being tormented. The pictures are that, showing you're up. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's sending in the pictures of here's you committing this murder. Yeah. What do you, you know, live in fear. Oh, live in fear, you jackass. So the maid figures something out. And then she's targeted. This is the first murder, if I'm not uh, misremembering. The first murder is the maid figures out who the killer is. And she's, again, she goes to meet the killer so she starts to try to blackmail the killer in the park. And now suddenly the park's in the middle of the night. And now she's like trying to escape through these weird like alleyways that are like super thin. And she's squeezing through while the killers try to get at her. Very I, I wasn't sure if she was the killer because all of a sudden she was like having a fugue moment. One minute, the it's daylight. The park yes. is filled with children. And then all of a sudden she looks up. Everyone's gone. Yes. And they've like locked her in the place and then she runs over because someone's now following her yes. and there's some bullshit couple on the other side of the wall <laughs> I was laughing about you'll that. be fine he's like give some half-ass attempt to jump up on the wall how how about uh the, the crazy bitch give him a, a little hand up nobody no thought of that do. i can't no help do. you you'll be fine she's like no 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 someone's yeah 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 here, I'll, I'll jump women up. Women in their complaints. Women in their complaints. <laughs> here it comes. Whoops. Here it comes. Whoops. He, <laughs> yes, the, the, the couple on the other on the outside of the park are like, hey, you'll be fine. Uh, let me try to help. Uh, I can't really get over. Ah, I'm being murdered. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> Better luck next time. Womp womp. That, <laughs> that was an amusing moment. That so was poor, very poor amusing. Um, and then of course, <laughs> after the, uh, well, here's the thing about this movie. We, we, we didn't even talk about this. We watched it on Plex. Plex is oh, one of the Jesus. newer free streaming apps and Plex sucks. It is Plex the worst. Sucks. It's got a, it's got a big library. So that's nice. It's full of ads, which, you know, if you're going to watch it for free, I guess you get what you get. But on mine, and Aaron, you might have had a different experience. On mine is you'd watch, I don't know, 10 or 12 minutes of it. An ad would kick in, like seven ads. Yes. Watch all seven. And instead of bringing you back right where you left off, it takes you back to some other part of the story. So you're like, but I already saw this. And if you, keep, if you watch that whole thing again, it just keeps kicking you back to that exact same spot. So you have to try to fast forward back to where you left off but then it freezes and crashes. So then you have to leave the app, come back in, and hopefully you're able to get back to where you left off. So I did not that. have that experience. It did uh, overlap a little bit where it cut off. It also cut off in the middle of a murder scene. And then after six ads about fentanyl and mashed potatoes, every ad was about fentanyl and mashed potatoes. Good, I wrote it down. Then it would cut you back at the end of the, literally the end of the movie, it cut with 30 seconds left and then went back and finished the scenes. There's no rhyme or reason where it cuts. 
Well, and we didn't talk about this. The movie is dubbed into English. Which I hate. (laughs) No, that's the best. That's how you have to watch the Italian giallo. Because it's so, the dubbing is so ridiculous. Uh, Because in Italy at that time, at least, even in in Italian, it was dubbed. You're right. They didn't. Like, normally you would kind of make sure that it's a closed set. You know, you're worried about, like, the outside sounds. You're trying to make sure it's quiet so when people are speaking, it's not obscuring it. In Italy, they would just do whatever. So there'd be, like, construction going by as a guy, like, revving his motorcycle. They would just record it all and then have the whole cast come back and then redub their parts. So it's dubbed even in the native language. Even in the native language. But what I like about the Italian is... uh... I like to hear the swear words, which they cut out of the dub. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Bafangula. Yeah. Uh, Bafangula. Yeah. Um, Cazzo, stronzo, all, all the good stuff. <laughs> but the other gooch about Plex, and I, from what I understand, there's something about this movie. Like this was movie was lost for a time. So they kind of knitted it back together as best as they could which means that there were scenes where it was like the image changed, like the image quality changed from time to time. Yes. Throughout the movie. What the hell? What the hell was that? It looked good most of the time, but every now and again, it'd be like, here's a shitty moment where it's like suddenly the, it's too washed out or too crazy or something. And in the climax where the killer is explaining her motivations, it just cuts right into Italian. Yes. No dubbing, no explanation. Oh, so that was yours too. Yes. Yes. For no apparent, maybe this is the only copy that exists yes. anymore in the earth. And for no, it, it would cut between she's speaking Italian, speaking it's like kick it, kick it, kick it, no yes. rhyme, no reason. I was like, whoa, whoa, right? And then she's speaking English again, and then the other people are all speaking English. Then all of a sudden, she's talking Italian again. Yes, quality, they- market quality. When they would do these movies, and we've talked about this before. Typically, they would try to have the main the main characters would be like English actors or American actors, and they would speak English, okay? But they'd be playing off of Italian actors who generally didn't speak any English. So they would speak back to them in Italian. And then they would just, when it's all over, they would just dub it whatever language they needed it to be for whatever market they were putting it out for. So I just don't know how you know your cues. I just don't know. I mean. Right. Wait till they stop talking. And there's a pause. So, oh, it's my line now. My turn. My turn. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how you live in the moment. Uh, so <laughs> needless to say, the Plex is a train wreck. Uh, but you can watch all the Dario Argento you want. If you don't mind True. putting up with the debacle for free. So that's something. Well, the other fun thing is there is no second audio. So no. any any uh, writing in Italian is not translated. Yes. So there was yes. one, Adesso e finita tocca e te. Now it's your turn. Yes. So now the killer. <laughs> but it was all in Italian. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, newspaper clippings, the journals that he's writing. You, I would have to pause it, get out my phone, put on the Google <laughs> app, and turn on the camera, and then, which is really kind of cool, if you haven't done this, 100%. Take a picture of, not take a picture, but use the camera onto whatever the writing is, and it will literally translate it, like erase the wording and put it in English in front of you, or any language yeah. you want, which is very cool. Although it's amazing it didn't for work travel. That well, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work that well on this case. It would be like some words, it was like, I don't know if it was something with the plex or trying to do it on a TV screen, but it was sometimes you got the gist. Basically. I had that with a uh, problem with Timu packages where I go to take a picture of uh, all the Chinese writing and it's it all comes up with just random words. Right. Cloud, right. sun, what? Hmm? Anywho, this, this movie was an adventure, to say the least. I like how the main character is convinced that he accidentally murdered somebody. And he's like, I don't want the cops to know. I'm just going to try to lay low. But I swear to God, he tells everyone he meets that he <laughs> murdered some guy. It's the right? guilty conscience, the telltale heart. It, it's tell, the guilt. Plus the record's about to drop. Isn't that what it is? Like yes, he's trying to hold it together because they're going to be big in Japan. 
tells his wife. Eurovision's coming up. Cousin, is that who she is? Tells Godfrey and Skizix down by the river. He tells the... (laughs) um, It's a Catholic guilt. The guilt! He tells the private investigator, I murdered somebody last week. I think they're, yeah. He He tells everybody. He's like, but keep it under your hat. So it's... Of course, later it's revealed he didn't actually kill the person. It was a setup, and it was right. a trick knife. That's when it goes in, it kind of squirts out some blood as well. Yeah. Uh, but so the the true murderer is now going around and kills her compatriot, the guy who pretended to be murdered because he wanted witnesses. More yeah, right. So there's. Again, as we're watching this, the wife, and we talked about this, goes like, we just need to get away. Why don't we get out of here and go do our thing? And he's like, nah, I'm just going to stay. I'm going to be a man and just stay. And she's like, well, I guess I'm leaving then. And he's like, okay, deuces. Deuces. Later, bitch. (laughs) Basically, it was such a bizarre moment. And like you said, that evening, he immediately begins an affair with the cousin who just showed up one day. Yeah, not even uh, not even has it. He was just going for it. And again, this is our the hero. I mean, I guess it's Italy. They don't give a damn. They're like, whatever, do your thing, player. Do your thing, but player's got to play. It seems like it makes him less, you know, uh, sympathetic. Yeah, when he immediately is cheating his, his concerned wife. Exactly. So what? Then you wonder. Okay. So I'm assuming they're touring. So he's effing everybody because there wasn't even a hesitation. It was like I walked under an apple tree and an apple presented itself. So of course I picked it. Absolutely. Now again, the the cousin was wearing some kind of a weird top with like a boob popping out constantly, yes. and was like, "Why don't I? Why don't I massage you naked in the bath?" So, I mean, she was, uh, now she kind of did a half-ass, what are you doing? Stop grabbing me. Leave me, okay, I changed my mind. Hop in. Let's do this. Smash cut, as Kevin says. They're both in the bathtub staring at each other. Yes. Yes. Sweet Jesus. So, when it's revealed who the murderer is, it was kind of like, there's only so many characters left. Everybody else has been murdered. Yeah, run it out of folk. Run it out of folks. But then the motivation for the plan just seemed so ridiculous. Do you want to hit hit us with what her her motivation was? Her motivation is she's crazy. That's what the motivation is. She had a shitty papa who raised her as a boy, and she was never good enough. And now she just decided that her husband is just like her daddy. Well, she married him because yes. he reminded her of her stepfather. So she married him fully intending to eventually mess, like F with him. Like this was, and then how many years they've been married? Well, she was waiting for the perfect moment to strike. <laughs> it's, it's it was ridiculous. It was yeah. ridiculous. I loved that um, later when, like earlier in the movie, when one of the bodies is discovered, the cops are like, well, this is clearly the work of a maniac. That's right. That is a scientific. Did we watch another one when the the autopsy came and it was homicidal maniac or yeah. something? I'm like, is that, that was... what the coroner decides? Is that right? clearly that's the only explanation? Yes, death so, by yes. maniac. It was a maniac, maniac <laughs> on the loose. Yeah. So she, yes, she was abused by her stepfather who she was never good enough and would dress her up as a boy, which is why she has kind of shorter hair as an adult, I guess is what we're supposed to think. That's the only explanation why a woman would cut her hair in Italy. And, exactly. <laughs> and she was in, in an insane asylum uh, until her stepfather died. And then she seemed to snap out of it. Snap, now her mania is cured. To. Yep. She's ready to reenter society. Her husband, of course, was oblivious to any of this. But this woman's insane plan is, I'm going to hire a guy to stalk my husband for how for weeks, for however long, until my husband gets so pissed off, he confronts the man. And then the man has to kind of come up, contrive to be, oh, oh you've stabbed me with my own knife. Oh. And then bastard. that'll make him feel bad. 
That'll make him feel bad. But it is important that you marry the guy that you are yeah. hunting and planning on killing. That's it's important. Well, and there's that scene when you discover that the wife is the killer. There's a scene where he wakes up in a cold sweat or whatever. His wife's asleep next to him. He gets up in the middle of the night, wanders through the house for some reason, and then the killer comes up behind him with like a garret, a garrot or whatever, and tries to get at him, wearing the crazy baby. Do- so that was the wife, later jumping up immediately. Who's as small as like Mia Farrell. It's yes. like literally having a gnat land on your back. Yes. Like you just shake it off. <laughs> so... <laughs> she she kind of threatened I don't remember what she said she but it was something like I could have killed you right now but I'm not going to I'll do it some other time maybe I don't know oh, now she's a vampire what the she, f- first of I all it's all dubbed in English so I don't I've know what this accent oceans is oceans of time to find <laughs> oceans you oceans of time um, yes the whole thing is, is nonsense it's ridiculousness so Godfrey shows up and blows her away. So that was nice of him. The bearded man by the by the river. <laughs> and, and he looks so familiar. But uh, when I was digging through his stuff, I'm like, I don't know who this mother is. I think he's is. American too, if I'm remembering this correctly. There's a couple Americans sprinkled in. Who just and... do Italian films. I mean, that's once, a time, once Upon a Time in America. That's where he goes off to Italy, remember? Right. Well, it's like Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. No, Clint not Eastwood. once upon a time. I mean the, the Tarantino one. Once upon a time in a, a Hollywood. Yeah, right. He goes off to do his spaghetti westerns and gets his Italian wife. Absolutely, all those dudes went to Italy during the '60s to because their Hollywood careers kind of dry up, and if they're Clint Eastwood, it kind of reignites interest. And if you're this dude, I guess you just stay in Italy. <laughs> you're like. Such as no, no one was calling me back. They're like, "This is the one. This is the this one. This is the one." You got anything else? Any other thoughts and feelings? Uh, I have a couple. Just a couple of notes. How about when they go to the funeral convention? Yes, that has the most bizarre. God bless Italian design. Yeah, the most bizarre coffins. Not just your standard box. But they were like, I'm like, I'm not sure how the corpse fits into the, some of right. these designs. It's like Kali. It, <laughs> well, it was, it was, it was like a heart for you and your wife. Throw both that's in right. There. Throw both in there. There was just so many different ones. Why I were wrote they there? Do you remember why they went to the coffin convention? They had to talk to someone there, and I and I can't remember what came out of that. I was so too bizarre. dazzled by the most bizarre shaped yes. coffins, glass on the bottom, and and shit like that. I'm not I'm not sure how that all works, but it no. was it was ridiculous. Yes. Who did they talk to? Was the investigator there or something? I can't remember. I can't remember I why why the hell they were there. I did up, write though. down that their apartment looked like uh, Dirk Diggler's from B- Boogie Nights. Oh, absolutely. Shag it was carpeting. Spread- and- Shag carpeting. It was 100% beautiful. <laughs> what about and that a- phone that they answered? It was like so, It was like a block of wood and you kind of pull off some weird old long <laughs> thing. Hello? <laughs> it, was, it was all lacquered and strange. I don't know what the hell it was. Dude, we mocked that for so many years, and now you find some some of that weirdness. It's top dollar. It's all popular right now. Top drawer all the way, no question. Top drawer all the way. Uh, and we neglected to talk about the the slide the the still head sliding down the stairs. As oh she yes, that was the cousin. Yeah, it was the cousin. Oh, the wife, wife dispatched her cousin. Fabulous. Yes. Extreme I do remember up. that. that was I, was, I, was like, I was like, I was like, Sweet Jesus. Shall yeah. we go behind the scenes? Oh, we didn't talk about this. Hang on. Uh, you talked about how there was that weird science, which has it was not around in the 70s, I'll tell you that, where the image is burned into the eye. Yes. But many, many horror films uh, go back to that. Uh, I have Eyeball with Beats. Did I mean Eyeball with Beats by Dre? I oh, possibly. I... I I think I think it looked it reminded me. Wasn't there somebody with? Okay, never mind. I don't know what it's what that helpless. means. 
Uh, then I talked about the Italian. Um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. After all, <laughs> my, my, my other stuff is for behind the scenes. The head, Dario the head Argento's usual collaborator, Ennio Morricone, scored the film, but they had a major argument with Argento over some of the tracks Argento didn't want in it. And as a result, the director and Morricone would not work together again until 1996. And that's when the rock group Goblin slid in and became Argento's regular composers. Boom, yes. After this movie. I, after this movie, you gotta love the Goblin, for sure. And I regret not buying that Goblin album two years ago when I was at uh, a music festival. You should, Damn. for God's sake. There was a moment where it was a slow motion bullet effect where the wife shoots her husband. And it was, it was notable because it's the first time they had the slow motion bullet uh, that was later used in like Hong Kong action films, as well as The Matrix. So there you go. This inspired that. those other things. It might have been one, one of those weird ads for Plex where they just decided I didn't need to see that. <laughs> you may be right. Uh, Deep Purple was originally considered for the soundtrack. How about that? Ooh. Do you remember Deep Purple? Yes. That would have been <laughs> interesting. It just doesn't seem like they would have Deep Purple money. I mean, these I, these are these are a little budgety. These are a little budgety. Let's see. Uh, the Italian poster for Dario Argento's earlier film, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, can be seen in a street shot as Roberto drives through the city. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Um, let's see. It was Jean Pierre Mariel's own idea to make his character the detective gay. He did. Oh, that. He well, added that to give his character a little more character. I guess. Well, I mean, because that really brought the whole thing together. <laughs> that, that tied it all together. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of the earlier cast considerations for the main role of Roberto Tobias were: Are you ready? All right. Terrence Stamp. You know I love Blimey. It's the Limey. Michael York. Yeah. James Taylor. What the f***? <laughs> and Ringo Starr. I actually, honestly, I would be happy with any of those. That would have been would? amazing. Okay. Fair but enough. as we know with considerations, I have briefly considered that uh, fill in the blank will be my husband next. These are all just people had an idea in their head. This is all bullshit. Oh, pretty much. Uh, in the United States, the soundtrack by Ennio Marcone is available on CD, while the movie itself was unavailable until early <laughs> 2009. Uh, wah, very, wah. very, very amusing. I think that's about it. Should we talk about the cast? Lay it on me. Um, let's see. Who do we want to know about? Michael Brandon played the main character, the drummer, Roberto Tobias. They do this sometimes where it's obviously American actors, but they give them like Italian sounding names. Um, he's known for eight episodes of the TV show episodes. There you go. He was Senator Brandt in Captain America, the first Avenger. That's something okay. recently. Okay. Okay. He was in Four Flies on Grey Velvet in 1971. <laughs> and he was in one episode in 2015 of Gallivant. All right. Let me you? tell you why he's really famous. Lay it on me. One, at one point, he was in a relationship with Kim Novak, if you remember yep, the old true. Hollywood song. And two, she, he was married to the bionic woman. Lindsay Wagner. That's that why he's famous. Famous for dating other people that were more famous. Interesting. Boom. That's a uh, thing. That is a thing. Like uh, John Peters was in a relationship with uh, Barbara Streisand. He was her hairdresser and parlayed that into becoming a high, high-ranking uh, movie producer. And boom. Uh, here we go. Mimsy Farmer played Nina Tobias, the crazy wife. You know her from 1969's More? No, don't know she that. Was, she does a, she's in the art department of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
She does. A, she's a sculptor. I think that's what you know. What and I appreciate that. You see, yeah. so often like these Hollywood people, like if you watched, what was that three-hour debacle about early Hollywood, Babylon? Babylon. These yeah. guys, when their career runs out of acting, they like drink themselves to death. Right. I mean, you got to be with it enough to see the writing on the wall. And if you want to stay into Hollywood, go into producing, go into acting. I mean. Oh, Mimsy, she is working in the art department. She's a sculptor. She's moved on. She's still in the biz. Whatever. Still in the biz. Still in the biz. Good for good on her. Yeah. She was in she was Billy in 1970s, The Road to Selena. And is that Selena the singer that got killed? That's correct. (laughs) She was also in the art department for Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. So she's still doing her thing. Good on her. Bless her. Uh, who else do you want to know about? Nobody. God. <laughs> How about God. Bud Spencer, who played Godfrey? Or Diomede in Italian. You know her from They Call Me Trinity in 1970. He was in Watch Out, We're Mad in 1974. <laughs> that's that's he, the name of my new band. Watch Out, We're Mad. In 1971, he was in Trinity is Still My Name. And he in 1978, he was in Lo Chia Mavano, Bulldozer. Okay. There you go. That means something. That means Good times. To me. <laughs> Shall we talk I about I think he rating? reminds me of the Italian actor who is in Barbarella, the guy with, with the hair sweater. Oh, right. That maybe that's what's throwing me off because that actor is actually famous. I mean, this so dude's I'm been th- in a ton of stuff in Italy. He's very popular. He was born Carlo Petersoli in Naples, and he took the name Bud Spencer, which I think is funny. Uh, let's see. What is the most terrible American-sounding name I can think of? There we go. <laughs> that's basically but. what it is. Shall we talk about the rating? That on me. Four Flies on Grey Velvet currently has 63% on the Rotten Tomatoes. It seems low. It seems low. That seems more of a bird of the crystal plumage rating than this. When the flies start to crawl, so will your flesh. That's the tagline. <laughs> Which is much as a bunch of shit. Every so often you'll see a fly. That's okay. true. Um, do you know what the audience gave it? Uh, a 98. 60. <laughs> Boom. Let's talk audience? about the top critics, shall we? Yes. Sam Abrams of The Village Voice says, Possessed camera work, elliptical editing, and discordantly playful score by Ennio Morricone. Conspire against viewers and establish this as one of Argento's most suspenseful efforts. Boom. Boom, boom. Five out of five? (laughs) They didn't say, but it's it's (laughs) considered fresh. Ed Gonzalez of Slant Magazine. As far as Argento films go, none come weirder than the little scene Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Three out of four. That's I think it's important. I don't know how you can even do this. When we look at ratings, I really feel like we need to look at the ratings from when it came out. Because you can't those. you can't have like a bunch of people in their 20s rating this right now. Well, let me let me say this. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times says there are a few scary moments in the dark. But then there's that image on the retina gimmick, which we can't believe, and a conclusion that's so arbitrary we feel tricked. 2.5 out of 4. How dare not- you, sir. How dare you, sir. I say good day, sir. When I was doing research on this, a lot of the critics who disliked it was what we talked about, where it was the bizarre red herrings right. that led to nothing and meant nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's 100%. like... It's- there, there are red herrings in mystery movies and, and novels. We get that. But these were literally like, I'm going to focus on a background extra as if that's important. And we're never going to reference it again. But we put it out there often enough that you think. Well, it, like the beating heart. Yes. That should have been coming back. But. Nope. 
not so much. So what is your rating, Aaron, for Four Flies on Grey Velvet? I am going to give it three and a half old dirty flies on a McDonald's french fry out of five. Uh, I'm going to give it 2.5 incestuous back rubs in the bathtub. Uh, it was, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, it, I, I didn't think it was boring. I thought it was fairly entertaining, but the mystery was nonsense. Was utter. Well, the reality nonsense. is the mysteries are always nonsense. This is like, a, this is more of a, like one of those Agatha Christie's where it's either the person that you're never going to suspect or it's somebody who's already dead. You're never, right. you, your mind immediately wants to solve it, even though deep in your heart, it's going to be a rando. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're never going to get it. it. Only you can make it crazier if there's only one murder, and then at the end, the murder pops up and they're revealed as the murderer. It's me. I, 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 I murdered myself. It's a I suicide. <laughs> Basically. Basically. And, and I'm appearing as a ghost to tell you, to reveal everything to you. I We've talked about this before. I haven't seen that many. I've probably seen like four or five Argento films. I would argue this was the least successful in my mind what are your thoughts not not horrendous but just no. not that good well wait till you see the bird in the crystal plumage although <laughs> i was on tiktok a lot during that yeah, because so i was like what happened so who can say uh it was just because i did i knew i didn't have to take notes Honestly, when it's uh, not dubbed, I am forced to pay more attention because I have to read. Right, and I can't, and I can't be on my phone going. Oh, you can't do uh -huh. that. No. Although I do that sometimes, then I have to rewind it. What happened? <laughs> there seems Moving to be some on. action. Thank you very much. You can go to our page on X, Twitter. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on. Um, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. We're all over the map. You can also email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review. Won't, Won't you? you? Aaron, what is your social media situation? Oh, so much media. I have really not posted anything. One day... <laughs> I'll come back to that. It'll be a thing. Uh, I am on the gram. I, I use the word the gram in front of my class. And I heard a girl go, go to a, her friend. She means Instagram. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one else on earth calls it that. What do they call it? Insta? Insta. I'm gonna, then I'm calling it the gram. I'm or making IG. IG is probably I, the more appropriate. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's not fetch. <laughs> Stop trying to make such happen. Uh, I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am also don't feed the pigeon. Uh, professionally, I am on first dibs and artsy. Aaron Doherty, buy something. The holidays are fast approaching. Very nice. As you know, each week we try to include some viewer listener mail. Or comments on social media, and here we go Yay. talking about talking about our film, The Pope's Exorcist. Yes, George Hannah Wilson says this is on my list. I plan on watching it soon. Looks like some dumb fun. What do you think about that? Dumb is a, a good word, but honestly, Russell, this could have been so great. Russell Crowe. His character is so amazing. You just need to get a writer in there that takes advantage because he's he's the best part. But the rest of the the story is, is stupid and boring and makes no fucking sense. But he is amazing. This could be his John Wick, man. He's the best part of waking up. No question. Is Russell in your cup? <laughs> <laughs> Tap room Tabby says it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be i was pleasantly surprised well there you so have you it go. that's that's a kind of acceptance that's a kind <laughs> that's, of a good review 
I thought it was going to be a burning pile of dog shit, but no, it's more like rabbit turns. It was almost presentable. Right. Good times. Uh, (laughs) Next week, we have a very special episode. We are recording Creep Show. The original George Romero, Stephen King classic. And we got a guest. Our buddy Ed from the Film Effect podcast will be here to join us. So that will be fun as well. So I have to tell you, I have seen that fucking movie so many times that when I went to watch it last weekend, I was like, I don't even need to look at it. It's one of those things. Like, it's like Seinfeld. I can like put the sleep timer on and I don't even have to look up because I already know what's happening. Absolutely. It's an old classic, for goodness sake. So send in your favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we may talk about it on the show. No, so we thank- will. We, we will talk about it on will. the show. We will, God damn it. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> so- and we will use your full name. So yes. if you don't want that, you better say it. Otherwise, you know, it's you out there. Absolutely. Give me, I'm gonna, you don't throw fit. I'm going to dox you. I'm going to give your social and your home address. <laughs> That's your your reward and your punishment. So thank you very much and be well. Deuces.